meaningless words. The same incantations of drivenless desire, preceded by aloof disinterest, I was trapped. It was 3 a.m., taxi riddled in snow, police staring, snow-blinding nightness. Wheel, of course, it only spins. I didn't know you. We smoked a joint in an empty vantage. The clouds fell with twisting snow that swept. You said, are you into S&M? The fare was $3, but you wanted a beating. Well, I got out. I heard you call my name. Did it get lost in a drift? I think of being scared. You'd come back and shoot me. But I guess you were just looking for a good time. The smell of the atmosphere fills people's brains up, and they don't have much room up there to begin with. Carbon monoxide, a night-blooming jasmine, think like a truck, act like a flower. I'm going to kill you. After ten days of disco mindless boogie t-shirts, I'm going to kill something. Almost everybody wears the ugliest clothes with haughty relief to be hidden along the path of least resistance. Ugly Jews sniveling cocaine with gold chains and arguing of pitifully small amounts of nothing. Loaded Italians swollen with self-righteousness, choked with pinky rings extended and their faces blank with Citibank. I am in the Valley of Tinsel. Raymond Chandler and Jackie Gleason could never dim the charisma that is Black Randy. I've been every place, done everything, charming Black Randy. Not a gentleman, definitely a wolf, if ever there was one. My scary visions of my drunken grandmother, because our grandmother looked exactly like Black Randy, falling downstairs, cloud the haze of adoration. Sincerely, with cigarette burns on the wrist, Black Randy, Duke of Earl at 13. This has to be the end of the line. Nothing left to reconstruct. Faceless brains with no commitment. Birds chirping senselessly in the ignorant dawn. The sky produces sons like welfare mothers. No meaning, just one after another. A future of restricted reason and the ability of courage gone numb. My knuckles crack with dissolution. I cannot think of why this should not be the near the end of the line for me. The misuse of fate, destiny, chance, and defiled. Every discarded t-shirt a symbol of hell to pay. Why me? That's what they all say as they crumple, feeling worthless at age 13 times 2, deaf and dumb. The world's been struck by hit and run. Sun shining brightly where there used to be a moon, so what? Life is living towards death, piece by piece, approaching the living end. I think it's all relative, but I'm not sure of the significance of discovering that life is cheap. My clothes are closing in on me, tighter and more difficulty breathing. I want to be like those people who think the sky crashes down when they die. But what the heck?
is, don't you? You see what this is? And there's a bullet in this barrel that's just waiting to bite your back. Now spread them wider, so help me. I'll send you to visit Jesus.
your hands behind your back. We're going to give you some bracelets to wear, but they won't be diamonds. Jeez, I like to stomp your ass. You Reds, I almost shot you back there. You know that? What are you people gonna learn, huh? Talk too much. That makes me damn mad when you talk too much. I was ready to put lead in your brain. You know that?
damn mail. I'd rather take you to the morgue. Exercise Two, A. Three, and just raise up really four, slowly. Five, six, and seven, just easily back down. Eight, and one. And now B. Two, three. And raise up as high four, as you can get. Straighten the arms. Six, seven, and slowly back down. Eight, and one. And we're on C. Arms three, clasp behind.
far away look in my eyes I wish the circumstance was holy They say Jesus suffered by his lonely I know I'm not I know I'm not There was a natural disaster The kind that happens when your back's turned Not your fault but it's your consequence Not your fault but it's your consequence All right, Mutiny Radio. Thank you so much for being here. Give it up for yourselves for coming out to the Seventh Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Give yourselves up more. Give it up more than that. What was that? Come on, Jesus Christ! Wow. Let's get some energy in this place. Holy cow! This is going to be a great time. My name is Alex Kaufman. We have a really fun show in store for you tonight. Um, I uh, uh, I'm, I'm I'm super stoked to be here. I got here. Uh, I came here all the way from Montana. Uh, super fun. Uh, drove here from Montana actually. Uh, drove through a lot of small towns. The way you can tell which towns are populated by, uh, by like remote tech workers now is uh, like I drove through one town that had a fancy bowling place. Like I don't know who looked at bowling and thought this is what we need to be gentrifying, but they, <laughs> they did it. Uh, they're, they're like gentrifying bowling is like going to a thrift store and trying to upcycle a wife beater. You know what I mean? It doesn't <laughs> make sense. Gentrifying bowling is like house flipping in a trailer park. Uh, 
which is mean because tornadoes do it enough. You know what I'm saying? It's not, it's not kind. Uh, boy, I, uh, I'm sure right after the show I'm going to go get a stiff drink. I uh, started drinking way too much during the pandemic. Uh, the way that I realized that is I figured I'd take like a two-week break. Two-week break from drinking. About a week into that break, uh, I was shaky all the time. I was cold constantly. I couldn't sit still at all. I uh, thought I was going through withdrawals. Turned out it was just COVID, though. So that was a relief somehow. Uh, that was good news in my book. Uh, started drinking too much partially because uh, my girlfriend got a cat. Uh, she got this cat. I'm supposed to say we got a cat, by the way. Uh, we got a cat. She's got so much anxiety, though, that now the only thing that we talk about is that cat's funeral. Like, it's <laughs> she's so worried about this cat dying. Like, the day after uh, we got him, she was already picking out an urn. She started price shopping crematoriums, which... You think of it, actually sounds like a place a cat should love. Yeah, crematorium. Oh wait, that's there. You go. Uh, also sounds like the place where they make creamsicles, maybe, uh, or a porn studio. Look, it's not <laughs> what it sounds like. Uh, she's got so much anxiety about this cat dying, though. She's so worried about it. She she would have nightmares. Actually, she woke me up one night and she asked if we could put the cat's urn on display in a place of honor, right? Like put his put his urn up on the uh, on the mantle in the living room. And obviously, I suggested taxidermy, right? Uh, more of a conversation starter. She didn't like that, though. Uh, she didn't like that at all, so I took a step back. Took a step back, because I feel like relationships are all about compromise. I told her, babe, look, uh, we can cremate the back half if you'll let me mount his head on the wall. So we're not together anymore. Uh, but neither is the cat. So that's... I am dating again. One of my buddies, he keeps trying to set me up on dates. Uh, my friend actually asked me if I'd ever date an anti-vaxxer. I said, sure, right? Uh, if I was looking for something short-term, that might be. I did go on a date he set me up on, though. Uh, on the date, the woman I was there with, she told me she was a sapien sexual, and I was like, no homo? Turns out what she actually said was sapiosexual, which uh, I guess is when you only date men who know what that word means. I don't know what that word means. <laughs> my grandfather likes to give me dating advice too. He always suggests the same thing. My grandfather he always says, uh, he, he always says to lay out rose petals as a romantic gesture. Uh, I've never understood this romantic gesture because to me it just seems like you're buying very expensive flowers and making a mess. Like it doesn't add up. Uh, and like the thing is, like my grandfather, he's an old timey dude. I'm sorry, but uh, ladies, if he's laying out rose petals for you, he's gonna try to make you clean that up. He's not, <laughs> not a good person. All right. Uh, <laughs> He is a very old-timey dude. My grandfather was a doctor during the Korean War. That's how old he is. Uh, he also, <laughs> like, I grew up in a military family. My dad uh, flew planes to the Air Force, and I started smoking weed in high school. So that's, I think they call that legacy. I don't know. They're not <laughs> proud of me. Uh, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, did grow up in a military family. Kind of cool. You, you, you meet people from all different sorts of places. Uh, like, I have this friend who's really Italian. Most Italian guy I've ever met. His name, uh, his name is Raffaele Michelli. And he hates it when I say his name that way. <laughs> he does not appreciate it at all. Uh, never going to stop saying it that way, though, because he found out one time I'd never had a cannoli before. So he insisted we go to a real Italian restaurant that evening. After dinner, the waitress came by and asked if we wanted anything for dessert. I said, yes, I'll have one cannoli, please. And she just chuckled. <laughs> she just chuckled. I turned to my buddy. He said, yeah, one cannoli. I actually called a cannolo. So <laughs> like, I don't know if he brought me there just to do that, okay? <laughs> I don't know if that was his goal, but that guy's worse than a grammar Nazi, okay? I think we can agree. That guy's a linguistic fascist. That's exactly what that is. He's like a, a Mussolini. No, I'm sorry, Mussolino, right? Uh, there's really just the one. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. It's, uh, <laughs> it's 
fun to be here. Uh, I uh, I'm trying to improve my life a little bit. Uh, trying to trying to get things in order. One of my friends suggested uh, manifesting to kind of try to help uh, get myself back on track. Uh, thing like I, I have a hard time getting into the manifesting thing though because uh, I feel like I believe in her more than she believes in herself, right? Because every manifesting story is the same. Every manifesting story is like I wanted something, I started manifesting it, I worked towards it, and I got it. And I think one of those steps might not be necessary. All right. <laughs> Like, I didn't manifest a donut. I went to Krispy Kreme. You understand? It's you didn't manifest your dream vacation, Jan. You saved up PTO. It's fine to have worked for things. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I did try it, though. I did try to get into it. Apparently, I've been doing it wrong. Uh, I, did, I did give it a shot. Apparently, what I've been doing is actually called suicidal ideation. So that's not the same thing, apparently. I didn't know. Uh, I quit therapy recently. I don't know if that's coming through. Uh, <laughs> don't know if you can tell. Uh, I quit therapy because I found out that my therapist lived in a houseboat. And that guy shouldn't be giving advice to anybody. <laughs> like, that guy may have the degree, but he does not have the qualifications. You know, it's like I'm paying him $100 an hour and he can't afford a house house. Are you kidding? Guy, it's so frustrating. Like, he didn't just decide to live down by the river. He decided to live on the river. You get what I'm uh, – I feel like some of you guys are on his side now. Uh <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with it? Nothing's wrong with living on a houseboat. What's wrong with uh, it's it's giving me advice also. Like I just I don't believe in the advice. It's fine to make that choice. I I will give him some credit. Okay, uh, when the ice caps melt, he'll still have seaside property. That's pretty cool. Give him that. Uh, it's also pretty cool to live in a place where piracy is still a legitimate concern. That's that's nice. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty cool. Uh, I'm just doing bullet journaling now uh, instead of therapy. For those of you who don't know what bullet journaling is, it's a note-taking system where you buy way too many highlighters and turn your feelings into an aesthetic competition. Uh, <laughs> I do it a little bit differently, though. I take all the money that I would have spent on highlighters, and I just buy bullet bourbon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I drink until I can be vulnerable with myself. That's my method. <laughs> uh, boy, I, uh, I'm also taking personality quizzes instead of therapy. Uh, personality quizzes are fun. Uh, I don't... I don't like the BuzzFeed kind of personality quizzes. They ask you, the questions are too specific. They ask you, like, what genre of music are you? Or uh, what, house, what House of Dragons character has the same personal hygiene habits as your best friend from middle school, right? They're just, they're too specific. Uh, don't like it. I like the clinical exams. Uh, okay, there's a ghost here now, uh, apparently. Welcome. Uh, I like the clinical exams. Uh, my favorite is the big five quiz. The biggest of the five for me was neuroticism. And when I saw that score, I asked myself, oh, should I just take this a couple more times on a few different websites so I can average the results and really be sure? Turns out that question is the answer. That's how you know. Uh, started therapy when I was in middle school. Uh, my therapist, he told me about another client of his whose name was Alexander. That guy just went by the middle part of the name. That guy just went by uh, Zan. I thought that was so cool. Like, I didn't know you could do that. It's incredible. Uh, at around the same time, my parents told me that we were going to be moving to California. So I got in my head that I could reinvent myself right. Uh, I figured I'd go by Zan, I'd learn to skateboard, and I'd start doing hard drugs. I had a five-year plan. Guys, my guidance counselor should have been so proud. Uh, we did not move to California, though. didn't happen. I uh, found out a little while later that Zan actually killed himself. Yeah, he was doing a different kind of bullet journaling. Uh, guess you could say I dodged that bullet, all right? It's or he took it for me. Look, it's not – you're growing at a fake person, all right? This is not – not a real guy. Uh, all right, we'll do a little palate cleanser before I bring up your next act. Uh, you guys like puns? I feel like this is a pun crowd. Uh, 
Here's a pun for you. Anybody here know the book Thus Spoke Zarathustra? Ah, really filled a Nietzsche market. All right, that's... <laughs> uh, I'm going to bring up your next act, everybody. Uh, please give a big warm welcome uh, to... Uh, oh, who was it going to be next? Uh, hold on. I, if I was good at my job, I would have known this already. Are there any more seats? There's two seats here that aren't taken, but I don't know what this coat's about. Um, okay. All right, right in the front. Uh, no, we got we got two seats up here, folks. Uh, everybody, start filled. Come on, come on in here. If you're a comic, if you're a comic who's on the show, get the fuck out. Uh, let the people who let the people who paid for tickets come in here, uh, please. Uh, by all means. Uh, are there folks? Are there folks still out there? Come on in. There's there's two seats up here. Nobody's gonna. Nobody. I mean, nobody should. You know, harass you or whatever. Yeah. If you paid for a seat, get in here. Get your money's worth. Do you have a ticket? Yeah. Okay. All right. I don't know. How am I supposed to tell? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, all right. I'm gonna bring up your uh, your first act, everybody. Uh, it your first act uh, because I know that they're here. Everybody, give it up for Kathy Guest, everybody. Make some noise for Kathy Guest coming to the stage. Hey, everybody. There's seats up here. Come on in. Come on in. Oh my God, I so great to be part of the festival. I did comedy the other night as part of the festival, and I was hit on afterwards by this uh, much older man. Yeah, woo. Yeah, exactly. It's awesome. It's nice to know that my Insure milkshake still brings the old boys to the yard. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. And like before the pandemic, too, like if that would have happened, I would have been like, ew, no. And now I'm like, ew, maybe. This younger guy I'm, and, and I are talking afterwards the other night, and he says to me, he goes, you know what? You look great. Stop it. He said, for your age. Yeah, he doesn't know what my age is, but it's okay. I said, you know what? That's such a nice compliment for your education level. Thank you. Thank you. It's all good. It's all good. Oh, man. Good to be here. So I actually spent 15 years in tech, a little bit about me. I was an executive in tech. Yes, hashtag lady business. Yeah, hey, which is exactly what I call my lady business. When I don't call it the C-suite. For obvious reasons. Yes, yes. And when I travel, people are like obsessed with it. They're like, oh my God, what was it like spending 15 years as an executive in very male-dominated tech? Well, the last company that I worked for had this kind of fun little tradition where everybody in the company got names. Like the IT guys, they were the it guys. The accountants were the dough bros. And then I got excited one day because they finally came up with a name for the women in my business division. Mm -hmm. Brenda and Christy. And my name is Kathy. Oh, that sums up 15 years in tech. That's what that was. 15 years is a lucky number for me. Uh, I've been happily married for 15 years. Thank you. Um, it's weird because I've been married for over 20 years. <laughs> they can't all be equally happy. I don't make the rules. I don't. No, it's true. And that's a long time, and marriage is really hard. So, you know, ups and downs, of course. And, um, but I, you know, it's funny because when things got really hard and they did, like, I never considered divorce. Murder? Hell yes. Yes. I always know the married people 
hell yeah! That's right, that's right. Okay, dial a murder. All right, we can do business later. The hitman. No, it's true. Absolutely. But I can't give him, like, all my stuff. Divorce is out of the question. Silicon Valley is expensive. No, no, no. Plus, too, what happens if I divorce my husband? And he meets another woman, falls in love, and lives happily ever after. I can't take that risk. No. No. But here's what happened after 15 years, well, of being happily married, yes, happily married, and two kids later, well, two kids, two teenagers, they're a gift you can't return. Uh, nobody told me, nobody warned me. Oh my God. But here's what happens after so many years together is that your hormones change. So I'm at this place in my 40s where like my hormones are going crazy. Like your PSA to the younger ladies, oh my God, I am hungry all the time and horny all the time, like at the same time. True, absolutely. And my husband will shoot me that look when the kids are out of the house, like, Dad, sexy time. And I'm like, I know you are not looking at me thinking we're going to have sexy time because you ain't got a damn sandwich in your hand. Go to the kitchen. Take care of business. He comes back, right, with his penis between, you know, with bread, two slices of bread. Yes, yes. Gluten-free because I believe in healthy eating. Creative. But it's true. Now my fantasy threesome, right? It's me, a hot guy, and a sandwich truck. <laughs> yes. Let's do it. Let's do it. But I'm also at an age, too, where, you know, what I want is very simple in life. I figured it out. I just need a guy to take me and to take me antiquing. And I just hope that those two never meet. Simple. Very simple. It's true. Ah. So I butt-dialed Lyft the other day. I don't know how I did it. I butt-dialed Lyft, the ride-sharing service that came to my house. They're like, did you call us? I'm like, I guess I did. It's like my dumb face <laughs> on the app. Yeah, I guess I did. And they're like, well, we got to charge you $5 for your antiquing. Then I thought, you know what, $5, that's awesome. Because that is the cheapest butt lift my ass is ever going to see. And I learned, here's what I learned during COVID is that there's three levels of fitness. Three levels of fitness. There's fit, there's unfit, and holy shit, nothing fits. And I've been a couple of those at the same time. Easy, not a, not a problem, not a problem. But my husband, like, he's, like, super into fitness. He gets me this whole thing. I don't need it. It's a little much. But it's growing on me. It's totally growing on me because now I'm getting to track some really budget. Like, right now, for example, you guys, I'm tracking the number of steps I need to reach my goal of pretentious I'm so close, you guys. Don't worry, I'll tell you all about it. So, um, kind of leave you with this thought. Um, I'm also at a place in my 40s where I realize that I look like I work at Target. <laughs> so every time I'm at Target, like people look at me, go, "Yeah, she works here," and it doesn't even bother me that they think I work there. It's just people in retail work. But it bothers me a little bit that people look at me and they're like, you know what? That white lady looks like she knows where stupid shit is. <laughs> and you know what, you guys? They're right. <laughs> I do. I do. Like, I know near me in San Jose at the Target store, I know that the pregnancy tests are right next to the weed drug test. But that can't stand. So here's what I did, ladies. I added some. Some condoms, some pants, 
some music, some wine. And so I like to think of it as a value bundle for the ladies. Aisle 16, Cottle Road, San Jose. Tell them Kathy Guest sent you. Thanks, everybody. Keep making some noise for Kathy Guest, folks. Come on, give it up for Kathy. That was great. That was fantastic. Your next comic is, uh, is San Francisco's very own Dorian Trong, everybody. Give it up for Dorian. Giving it up. <laughs> Hello, everyone. I, uh, you know, I'm a little flustered because I uh, got here late. Uh, I was signing a petition for anti-bullying. Yeah, thank you. But uh, I got to say, looking back at it, it's kind of stupid, you know? Like, what are you going to do? You're going to show up to a 13-year-old's home, like, with a list of names? Like, hey, stop having fun. Anyway, I, <laughs> I, th I think the real, the real reason I signed the petition is because, like, I, I remember how it felt to be, like, beaten up by a group of eighth graders. You know what I mean? It's a terrible feeling, uh, especially when you're 35. Because people don't help you when you're an adult and you're getting your ass kicked by kids. They just look. You know, it's funny, the whole time I was getting my ass beat, I was like, I'm going to get them back. <laughs> I'm going to do it by fucking their moms. Except that was, uh, it's uh, not e as easy as I thought, you know what I mean? <laughs> I could have done like a million other things, but that was the first thought I had. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to give it to their moms. But I just settled for their dads, you know, and a couple of uncles. Fine, fine. I'm I'm having trouble. I was having trouble uh, looking for a job, uh, so then I decided to lie on my resume, and I worked like a charm, guys. <laughs> you know, I mean, like all I had to do was say like, "Oh, I'm bilingual," and they just they just believed me. It's weird. That's how I got my job at here at uh, in the public defender's office. Whenever someone comes in uh, speaking a different language, I just use Google Translate, right? And then I type in there, I type in, uh, I was like, uh, if you ever come back, I'm going to call the cops. Yeah, I might not have a good job, um, but I am dating a white girl, which is uh, the American dream for, like, immigrants, you know what I mean? We still get in arguments, um, you know? Because of our cultural differences, like, some, I, I sometimes I just get so frustrated whenever we're at a restaurant and she ask the waiter like what kind of wines they have because we're in a Chinese restaurant. I was like, we just ordered everything off the menu for like $10. Like why, why, why do you think we would have, they would have good wine here? It makes no sense. Makes zero sense at all. My girlfriend recently asked me to go uh, to therapy uh, because she's tired of telling me what's wrong with me and she want to outsource it to someone else. And I don't want to go to therapy and it's not because of stigma, you guys. I get, I hear that a lot. They're like, Men don't go to therapy because of stigma. And I don't think that's true. Because there's a stigma to public masturbation. But every public transit comes pre-installed with a pervert. Just like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm sure, like, sometime in their life, like, some guy's like, hey, man, what about the stigma? He's like, oh, I don't know. This just feels too good. <laughs> Yeah, I think there's an easier way to change your man, ladies, if you're uh, dating someone, and uh, it's a lot cheaper. You just give him some pussy. That's, that's all you need. Just microdose him a little. 
Like I can honestly see my own grandma like spontaneously combust in front of me, and I would be sad. But if like a nice lady came and was like, oh, you want some pussy? You know, I'd be like, oh, I'll feel better immediately. I'll start walking down the street whistling and shit, you know, giving like one of these dumb salutes. Yeah. Anyway. But yeah, sometimes I, uh, sometimes I get into arguments with my girlfriend. It's always a bad idea, you know, because I always forget how good she is at it. You know what I mean? She got me like backpedaling like I'm a president at a press conference. You know what I mean? Just like dodging shoes like George, George W. I started saying shit that don't even make sense. I'm like, oh. it was locker room talk. You know, I wasn't looking at her butt. It was too small. I can't see it. And one of her friends was like, chime in or something. Like, oh, CNB- CNBC, you said your girlfriend was a bitch. And I'm like, fake news. Yeah, so I try to make it up to her after a fight. So I take her to Daiso. You guys don't know what. You guys know what Daiso is? It's a, uh, it's like a 99 cent store, but like the Asian version of it, uh, which also means it's classier, but not because of the reason you think. You know, like the clientele is just a little better because in Daiso they just love to make you do math for no apparent reason. Like they, they clearly know that they're in the U.S., but they like to price everything in Japanese yen. You know, you get up to the front, they're like, oh, it's three thousand yen equals a dollar and fifty cents. You have 70,000 yen. How much do you owe? That's when you rob them. I'm just kidding. Like People don't rob. You wouldn't rob because you don't know how much the things cost. You know, like in California, if you steal like anything over like $925 or something, it's like a felony. Every time I look down my basket, I'm like, oh, this could be like $5 or it could be like a million dollars. I have no idea. I have no idea. I, uh, to get through my nerves, right before I got here, I had period sex. Thank you. Thank you. She was a slave, and I was a soldier from the Civil War. I said, uh, you're going to be fine, miss. You're going to be free in about five minutes. But right now. We didn't know if it was okay. She was like, oh, is it okay? Can we, can we do this? Is it all right? I'm like, sure, babe, it's fine. You're white, and I'm black. Totally fine. All right, that's my time. Let's bring uh, Alex back up here, everyone. Keep clapping for Dorian Trong, everybody. San Francisco's very own. You made him. You created him. Uh, Not on me. Uh, Your next act, everybody. Your next act, uh, please make some noise for Molina Best, everybody. Make some noise for Molina Best coming up to the stage. Clap real out all the way from Portland. Thank you. How y'all doing tonight? Good. All right. So... I took a Lyft ride to work the other day, and the driver was like, Melinda? Melinda. She's like, I think I gave you a ride before. I'm like, then why'd you get my name wrong, bitch? Like, <laughs> <laughs> A little bit more about me. I, 
I work in a dying industry. I'm a server at an old folks home. Most of the people I serve are regulars. There's one resident, Edith, has a habit of eating her placemat. I mean, I can't really blame her. The service is pretty slow. I was <coughs> taking my time uh, getting to a resident's table, and she said to her table mate about me, well, mentally challenged. <laughs> I mean... I would have preferred a tip <laughs> on a medical diagnosis. <laughs> the other night, a resident wanted a fork, brought over a fork, and she said, oh, I took one from the other table because I <laughs> didn't have faith in you. <laughs> I'm like, Lady, your days are numbered, so. <laughs> Last Valentine's Day, a uh, resident wanted to give me a tip, not a medical diagnosis. All that. I declined, and she slipped me a hundred. The place are mine, like. Last Valentine's Day, a resident told me they were going to write me into their will. So I quickly grabbed a pen and was like, can we do this while you're still lucid? <laughs> my favorite resident, though, he's 102. I've adopted him as my second grandpa. Like, maybe ease up on the affection. Like, don't visit my room every day. It was my birthday recently. And so I told him as much, and he was like, I'll take the soup. <laughs> I mean, I might add he's hard of hearing. So I wrote it down, and he accurately guessed my age and asked how old I thought he was. I said 32. <laughs> he said, I'll take the meatloaf. <laughs> Can't win them all the time. So I've been with my boyfriend for about 10 years. I'm a hopeless romantic, and he's a cat. <laughs> I got a tattoo of him. <laughs> I told him he had to get one of me. <laughs> we got to the tattoo parlor, but he pussied out. I mean, it is forever. 
So I'm thinking my next tattoo will be a green with a tiger. But my favorite part about having this tattoo is the people who will look at it and be like, is that your cat? Yeah, like, how rude would it be to have someone else's cat on my arm? I did a comedy show in Portland, and afterward a guy was like, you were funny. I was like, thank you. And he said, in a good way. I... I mean, I'm mentally challenged, so I needed a clarification. He provided. Um, a while back, I dated a human. Yeah, I'll read it. <laughs> and he said, no offense, but are you autistic? I said, no offense. <laughs> I didn't get it right. I'm not offended. Don't worry. I recently visited my grandparents, and my mom said, uh, tell your jokes to your grandma. And my grandma was like, I'm going to go hide in the closet. Right? That's what you... Uh, yeah, if... Uh, I'll leave you with this. I um, took a another lift, uh, and the driver was like, "Have a good night, and remember to wake up in the morning." <laughs> Thanks for the tip. <laughs> I've been Melina Best. Have a good one. Clap more for Melina Best, everybody. You know the drill. Fantastic. All the way from Portland. So funny. Uh, your next act, your next act is another San Franciscan, uh, has the most Italian name I've ever heard in my life. Uh, please give it up for Lorenzo Barberi Scaratico or something like that. It's close. Uh, I'm pretty close. <laughs> Clap some more for this guy. Come on. I'm not trying it again. As I promised, I'm not going to correct you on the way you pronounced it. I know it would trigger you a little bit. No, I'm kidding. kidding. Um, hey, everybody. Before I begin, I think you should know a little bit about the context as to why I'm doing this. So I'm a data scientist, and I work at the kind of university that would probably fire me if they knew that I'm here tonight. Um, but I mostly do this because as a data scientist, I come across a lot of very um, provocative and shocking statistics, and I, you know, to try to make sense of it and learn how to tell people the truth without making them cry, I decided to try my hand at stand-up, right? So what I'm mostly gonna focus on tonight is actually I'm gonna talk about a breakthrough that I had at work this week. I think I finally figured out why gay guys hit on me. Okay, okay, actually, correct this, because I'm sure one of the gay comics in the audience is gonna stand up here and say, I find Lorenzo unfuckable, I have no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> 
I'm not saying all gay guys hit on me. I'm specifically referring to, to the random dudes that DM me on Instagram, okay? See, I've been sharing screenshots of my Apple Watch after I work out as like my Instagram story because I don't really care about social media, but there's just enough of a pool to make me more consistent about the healthy habit of exercise. And the moment I started doing that, you know, people started DMing me, you know, because they were excited about the kind of workouts that I was doing, and uh, it's mostly dudes, right? And so recently I shared the results that I got from my latest body scan, and, uh, and I discussed, like, I lost 2% body fat. Woo! No, really? No celebration? Like, you know it's actually kind of difficult. No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Um, and it was like, I gained four pounds of muscle, and most importantly, now the muscles in my body are apparently uh, perfectly defined. And so this random dude DMs me and says, yo, man, can you send me a picture? I want to see it for myself. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I just couldn't like make sense of this. But before I make fun of gay men's porn preferences, um, let me prove to you that I'm actually an ally of the LGBT AIQ plus community. I just want to make sure I don't get canceled you know, for the joke I'm about to make. I'm going to prove this by settling like, the debate you know, that affects, I think, all men equally once and for all, which is that gay men have big dick energy, okay? And the reason as to why I know this is because data scientists have actually created a unique data set of all male porn stars. And then once they started categorizing them as gay male porn stars versus heterosexual male porn stars, they were able to then look at the statistic, right, of what is the average penis size of a gay porn star. It's half an inch bigger than heterosexual porn stars, which I think just objectively proves gay men have big dick energy, okay? Now that I put this out of the way, yeah, I couldn't make sense of like, why are all these men just DMing me on Instagram? And um, then I came across like another major data point this week that kind of clarified the point. So apparently, straight guys is the fifth most popular porn category for gay men worldwide. I did not know that. I was like, this is so random, right? And it really couldn't make sense of this, right? But now I was like, okay, I get it. Like, it's part of the fantasy, right? Turning a straight guy, right? So I asked one of my gay friends, and I was like, what do you think this means? Like, I didn't even know this was a thing, right? And he just had to explain to me. No, Lawrence, you don't understand. Like, for us bottoms, it's very hard to find tops. And initially, I didn't understand what he meant until I looked at the data from Grindr, okay? So the ratio of bottoms to tops is seven to one. So the reason as to why gay men are desperate to turn heterosexual guys into conquest is because they're desperate from a purely uh, ratio perspective of tops to bottoms. And that's when it, it hit me. Oh my God, the reason as to why this is happening is not because I'm doing anything particularly strange to invite this kind of attention on Instagram. The reason as to why this is happening is because gay men you would think have the best sex life of all time and somehow, somehow, evolution and nature still manages to screw you at the end of the day. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Make some more noise for the horniest statistician you've ever seen. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh man, your next act, everybody. He's here all the way from Massachusetts. Really good guy. Please make some noise for Joe Capinos, everybody. Give it up for Joe Capinos. Keep clapping even more. Keep going over your host, Alex, everybody. Wow, that, that was, yeah, you're like, he's not doing that great. I thought he was doing fantastic. Apparently not everybody else thought so. Uh, I was also like, I'm stoked because Alex actually asked me how to pronounce my last name. Uh, and most people don't tend to do that, and they'll just always get it wrong. 
Like, I admit, I have terrible handwriting. And one time I put my name on a list, and someone, rather than asking what it was, they just assumed they knew what it was. They're like, coming up next to the stage, your next comedian, Joker Penis. I was like, yeah, no, that's not it. And then apparently it stuck. <laughs> Everybody loved it, and uh, I stopped going there, so. <laughs> uh, have you all heard the phrase, uh, or there, there are two guarantees in life? We all know the two guarantees in life? Okay, okay, what, what are the two guarantees in life? Death and taxes. I went to a, a local uh, comedy show out in Rhode Island uh, not too long ago. I found out there are three guarantees in life. Death, taxes, and if you give a middle-aged straight white man a microphone, he will complain about his marriage. A lot, yeah. Uh, I should have I should have kind of like figured it out from the get-go. You know, like looking at the flyer, they had like quintessential names that you would have guessed. They would have been misogynistic. It was like Mike Hockey. Peaked. <laughs> Peaked in high school, Peter. Like, it just kind of had those vibes about it. But, like, they complained about, like, the dumbest shit, to be honest. You know what I mean? Like, one of the guys was like, oh, ever since I got married, my wife started making me wash my balls. I was like, dude, what were you doing before? Like, did you just, you just thought the dribble down from the shampoo was good enough? You could tell what kind of guy he was because he was like, oh, I like using those three-in-one, uh, you know, sh shampoos. You can uh, you can wash your body, your truck tires, and brush your teeth. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of energy. Uh, <laughs> one of the other guys complained, but he was like, oh, ever since I got married, I can't just jerk off wherever I want to anymore. Then I got to jerk off in the laundry room. I was like, bro, you haven't been a renter in a while, have you? I was like, you have a fucking laundry room, my dude. I would wish I could jerk off in my laundry room. If I do that, it's at least two days in jail. That's guaranteed. Like, my laundromat doesn't let me do that. <laughs> Crazy stuff. Uh, I uh, Just to let everybody know in the room, uh, I do identify as emo. I don't know if that was clear or not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was walking down the street. Someone was like, hey, those are like the tightest jeans in San Francisco. I was like, yeah, I got to keep up the aesthetic. <laughs> he was like, how are your balls? <laughs> not good. I was like, I'm practically pegging myself right now. It's not <laughs> not the best time. Uh, but I am, uh, I would say I'm a bit of an aging emo at this point. I had to get rid of the Vans for these, like, Adidas geriatrics. I needed, I needed the support. Uh <laughs> I went to the doctors, uh, so I turned 30 not too long ago, and I went to the doctors because I started experiencing lower back pain. Yes, I think it's collective. I don't, glad I know it's everybody. I don't remember when I signed the lease on the body, it was just like, as soon as you turn 30, your back's going to explode. And I was like, that sounds fantastic, sign me up for it. Um, and I went to, so I went to the doctor, I was talking about it, and her diagnosis was, I shit you not, her diagnosis was uninterrupted sitting. I was like, yeah, I've never had somebody medically call me a pussy before. Like, that's that's interesting. Uh, I uh, I have a job. You can clap it up for employment. That's cool. Yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, I work at a community college, uh, so I guess I would also kind of consider myself a, a corporate emo about it. Um, yeah, being a corporate emo means that I just uh, I don't cry over girls anymore. I just cry over paperwork. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. If you work in a corporation, you get it. It's like. Uh, I was trying to I was trying to hand in one of my reports the other day and I was looking for it on my laptop and I couldn't find it and I was starting to get stressed and I couldn't find it couldn't find it my brain just naturally went where are you <laughs> <laughs> the Excel spreadsheet it was just uh, 
I audited my files. I just couldn't find it. It was it was a very stressful uh, situation. Uh, we got any couples out there? Couples? Clap it up yourselves. Yeah, woo, you can be excited about that. It doesn't have to be depressing. Uh, yeah, I'm in, a, I'm in a relationship. I'm in a, a polyamorous relationship. We're all familiar with that. Yeah. <laughs> this guy gets it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm in, uh, for those who don't know, I'm in a polyamorous relationship, which means she has a girlfriend and I got a high five for the attempt. She gets way more pussy than I do. That's, that's for sure. Um <laughs> all good. <laughs> She's also uh pansexual. Do y'all know what pansexual means? Yeah, that means she will fuck anybody. Anybody who buys her food first. That's that's what it is. I found out if you buy her pupusa, she will pupusa her pussy. That is we don't like Mexican food up here, that's cool. All right. Uh I am not a big fan of uh advertisements. Uh, I was driving by a dispensary uh, back in, in Massachusetts, uh, and it said, uh, INSA, marijuana for real life. Like, as opposed to what? I don't know if Zuckerberg's doing some new shit. What is he working on? Like, crypto kush? You buy that blockchain bud or those NF terpenes. You buy it now. It's not, as wor <laughs> not worth as much as it was later. You can't smoke it. You can't do anything with it, but yeah. Um... I thought NF terpenes would have done a little better, but that's all right. I thought it was there. I thought I had it. I thought, yeah, I was like, that's clever. Terpenes. Uh, everybody knows what terpenes are. Uh, <laughs> ladies, where you at? You out there? Clap it up for yourselves. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, Y'all ever been uh, catcalled before? Yeah, it's not the best, right? Yeah. Uh, have y'all ever uh, been catcalled and then heard, ugh, never mind? Yeah, I would argue that's way worse. <laughs> and here's the thing. It's a confusing thing for me because I don't understand it. It's like my ass is still the same. All right, I get it. You're from behind. You saw the luxurious dress of my hair in a sweet can. You're like, I'm trying to smash it. And then you got English professor dad beard, and you're like, I'm off this train. <laughs> and I don't understand the philosophical debate. What is it with Schrodinger's beard? Is the ass fuckable or not in, or in the presence or absence of the beard? I don't know. I'm still trying to figure it out. I just want somebody to notice that I've been squatting. All right, guys, that's my time. Give it up your host, Alex, everybody. Keep clapping for Joe Capinos, everybody. Make some more noise for him. Your next act is also coming here all the way from Portland. Please make some noise for Chris Lockridge, everybody. Get your hands, put, into, put them together for Chris Lockridge. Here he comes to the stage. Uh, hello, yes, uh, I'm Christopher. Um, I'm actually going by, uh, oh, okay, yes, I have the hiccups. Uh, it's a fair warning, uh, I made some terrible decisions today, uh, and they led to the hiccups. So before you feel too bad for me, I deserve them. Yes, my name is Christopher, uh, but I'm ac actually, I'm actually going by uh, Christ. Um, because my name's Christopher Wright, so I feel like I can shorten that to where I want, right? My name, goddammit. Uh, I actually, um, my girlfriend and I split up recently, um, and after we split up, everyone kept asking me why we would stop seeing each other. They said, like, oh, she was so nice, why would you two quit dating? 
I guess to anyone who keeps asking me that, and to you guys, I'd like to ask you, would you continue da dating somebody that you had to support financially? Uh, somebody that was selfish? Somebody that was visually a six at, at best? Because you wouldn't either. I'm about to I'm about to hiccup. Uh. Yeah, and after we broke up it was kinda what she said to me that got to me. Said I think we should start spending more time focusing on ourselves. And I thought that's crazy. That's crazy. Because <coughs> I've been doing that the whole time. So in a way that kinda makes her the problem, right? In a way, how hiccuping. Yeah. Um. Do I? I look like I hate you. Do I look like I hate children? Okay, that's not the reaction I really wanted. Um. I'm gonna try that again. Um. Do I look like I hate children? Do I look? Okay, I'm gonna re retry that again. Do I look like I hate children? Oh, th the hell! What the fuck? Okay, well I'm gonna let you know that I actually have a kid. Believe it or not. Yeah, that's yeah, that's right. I've got a kid, and if people keep telling me that I look like I hate children, um, they're never going to see their parents again. So, so that's on you. Uh, I actually just got back from I got back from California, um, relatively recently. I was in Port I, mean, I live in Portland, and I came down here recently. But I was here to uh, take my grandpa to chemo. Um, yeah, he's had cancer for like 18 years. Uh, so at this point he's kind of milky. That's, that's a long time to have cancer. Um, like every time I have something important going on, grandpa's got to go get more chemo. He's so selfish. And now he got two kinds of cancer all right well i you know i you guys not feel pity for me yeah oh yeah thank you thank you okay uh d has anyone in here oh has anyone in here ever been arrested yeah how about how about you? Yearly. Nearly. Ne ne you've near nearly been arrested. Yearly, okay. How, how about you? Have you been arrested? Really. Okay, well, I 
Okay, I got arrested once. Um, it was during everything that was going on in downtown Portland in 2020. I was out recording video footage. I was not protesting, but I, I was recording it. Um, and uh, there were a lot of people who got arrested downtown in Portland in 2020 that did not deserve to get arrested. But I def definitely deserve to get arrested. Uh, when I got footage um, of me getting arrested, uh, I thought, I'm definitely using this footage for the trial. Uh, and then after I watched it, I thought, I'm definitely not using this footage for the trial. Because in the video footage, the police officer says, don't come over here or you're going to get arrested. And then my now ex-girlfriend says, uh, Chris, is that true? Can they arrest us? And then I said, no. We're good. <laughs> and uh, and uh, then they arrested us. Um, and actually, at the trial, I lost faith in the justice system um, because they found me innocent. And I was definitely guilty. Yeah, but I found this neat legal strategy I talked about with my lawyer, and I used it, and it was really effective. Um, and I recommend you guys use it, too. Really neat strategy. It's called... Uh, Lying on the stand. Yeah, I highly recommend you all use it. All right, I guess that's it for my time. I'm Christopher, but I'm going by Christ these days. Give it up for Christ with hiccups, everybody. That <laughs> I love how you were all on his side at first with the hiccups, and then you all turned on him unanimously. That was <laughs> I loved seeing that. That was incredible. Uh, your next act, folks. Um, Please uh, give a big warm welcome to Rhoda Gravador, everybody. Make some noise for Rhoda coming up to the stage. Hey. Hey, give it up for Alex and the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Yeah. So uh, my name is Rhoda, and I am 48 years old. Thank you very much. You know, every time I tell someone I'm 48, they always go, wow. You look your age. Any 20-somethings here tonight? Hello, good evening. How about my 30-somethings? 30 30s, hello, you know what? How about we all pretend we're 30 tonight? Okay, one more time, where are my 30-somethings at? Yeah, that's right, give it up for yourselves. So, I hate to break it to you, but some of you aren't gonna make it to 40, sorry. I don't mean to brag, but I am a great mom. Thank you. I am a great mom because I don't have any kids. <laughs> I am a dog mom. So, yeah, thank you. So, technically, that makes me a MILF. <laughs> thank you very much. I'm a dog mom to two pit bulls. Give it up for the pit bulls, guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Both of them were cesarean. I, uh, I know you guys look at me and go, oh yeah, she's definitely a cougar. Going to comedy festivals, pretending to be a comic just so she can pick up on young men. Well, I am actually a panther, which is the opposite of a cougar. So I am 48 and my boyfriend is a corpse. 
Uh, who's on the dating apps here? Anyone? Dating apps? Yay, there you go. My one person brave enough to admit it. Thank you. Now I can tell the joke. <laughs> so uh, younger users are moving away from Tinder because uh, Tinder's long-term users are now in their 50s, but they're pretending to be in their 30s. Ah. And these long-term users are finding that they're getting matched with their aunts and uncles, which is great for Alabama. I, um, who here lives in the city? Any city folk here? Hello? Right on, yeah. I actually, I live in Marin. I live in Marin because my boyfriend is white. My boyfriend is a Russian Jew. I am a Filipino Catholic. And uh, Jews and Filipinos actually have a lot in common. Uh, you know, we're both late for everything all the time. Yeah, right? He runs on Jewish standard time, and I'm Filipino. <laughs> and we both take forever to say goodbye at parties. My boyfriend calls it the Jewish goodbye. I call it leftovers. Both Jews and Filipinos are well-known. See, he brings home leftovers all the time. <laughs> Both Jews and Filipinos are well-known for a food that starts with the letter B. Jews have the bagel. Filipinos have the balot. Balot is a partially developed duck egg embryo, also known as Mitch McConnell's neck. Uh, both Jewish and Filipino mothers love using guilt do you know what the difference is between a Jewish mom and a Filipino mom? The New Testament. Both Jew uh, a Jewish mom would say to me, you put on some weight. A Filipino mom would say, oh my God, you're so fat over here, and you are also fat over there. Eat some more balot. Both uh, Russians and Catholics have a lot in common. Russians believe propaganda. Catholics believe the Bible. Catholics drink wine, representing the blood of Christ, and Russians drink vodka until they can taste their own blood. Putin, former Philippine President Duterte, and current Philippine President Bongbong Marcos have something in common. Duterte killed people who do drugs. And Putin kills people who, who, and bong bong, first he will steal your bling bling, and then he'll go bang bang. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. I've been, uh, I've been taking a lot of naps recently, so I figured I should probably look into that. And it turns out that older adults who nap longer more frequently at a higher risk of getting Alzheimer's. Alex and the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Yeah, that's right. I am Rhoda, and I am 48 years old. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I think that Democrats and progressives should just embrace global warming. Okay? Because if Louisiana becomes part of the Gulf of Mexico, then technically, there are two left Republicans in the Senate, correct? And if Texas goes under, so does Ted Cruz. 
And if Alabama goes under, then daughters no longer have to give birth to their father's babies. Kentucky just passed a bill making it illegal for infertility doctors to impregnate their patients with their own sperm. It is still, however, legal to store the embryos in Mitch McConnell's neck. Anyone here remember a comic from the 80s named Andrew Dice Clay? Okay, here we go. Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. Because Mexico never built the fucking wall. Oh! Jack and Jill went up the hill to fetch a pail of water. Jill got paid 30% less, so she kicked Jack down the fucking hill. Oh! Hush, little baby, don't say a word. Papa's gonna buy you a mockingbird. And if that mockingbird don't sing, it's probably dead. Oh! Mitch McConnell has a neck. E-I-E-I-O, and in his neck he kept dead puppies. E-I-E-I-O. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. If you're happy and you know it and you really want to show it, go fuck yourself. Oh, that's my time. Thank you very much. Make some more noise for Rhoda, everybody. Clap a lot. Uh, I have a little another little pun for you guys. Uh, does anybody here know what you call a talkative empanada? Empanada yada. All right, that's just fun. That's a laffy taffy joke. Your next act, folks. Uh, he's here all the way from Florida. Really nice guy. Really funny dude. Give it up for Chris Sanders, everybody. Make some noise for Chris Sanders. Thank you, Alex. Oh, you good, buddy? All right, there we go. This place has no insurance. Okay. Yeah, don't, don't trip, don't fall, don't catch an STD in here, people. Um, Prince Chris Sanders, great to see you guys. Love mutiny. Uh, I have a horrible medical condition. I suffer from resting Tiger Woods face. That's what I suffer from. Green jacket, full moon, I might fuck your wife tonight. Watch out. Or British Robert Evans. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, my day job's I'm a teacher. I got to say, being a teacher isn't like any other job in America. Nothing like a kid. Coming into kindergarten not knowing how to write their name, and by fourth grade, they're writing fuck off on their spelling test. It's, it's like anything. Oh, my gosh, Damien, your curse was fantastic. You're going to skip a grade. Not because you're smart, but because I'm terrifying. Right? Kids be shooting in Florida. I'm just saying. Kids be shooting. Yeah, it's real. Yeah. Hey, I live there. You guys don't, okay? I may not make it to the 8th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Yeah, it's wild. Like, uh, when you're, like, a teacher, though, you're kind of like a second parent. Like, I had one kid who came to school. He didn't have shoes on, right? So I, during my lunch, I go to uh, the store, come back, give him shoes. He unboxes it, and he's like, you bought me shacks? What? Kills in Oakland. All right, anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, so he's freaking out, but he, he's happy I got him shoes, right? He puts his shoes on, and during recess, he tries to come up and you, you're a lovely lady. Like, if a kid hugged you, you'd probably hug him back, right? Me, I look like Tiger okay? I don't need a second chance life. Every time a kid tries to come up and hug me, I immediately run the other way. You know why? I'm trying to teach some boundaries between me and a thorough investigation. That's what I'm trying to teach him. 
not going to see me in the newspaper. Chris Sanders loves kids. No, fuck the kids. That's all right. Fuck their moms, though. I will fuck their moms in a second. Yeah, it's, there's no law against that, I think, right? Uh, who likes school? Who likes school? Anyone likes school? Anyone in school? All right, what's going on? Yeah, nerds unite. I love it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, a lot of kids, they hate school, right? They hate school because we forget that school is the box. But kids, they think outside the box. Case in point, I'm teaching uh, American history in fourth grade. We're doing a little lesson on American history. Quiz the kids. I go, why weren't slaves allowed to read? None of the kids raise their hand except Damien. Easy, Mr. Sanders. Slaves weren't allowed to read because if slaves could read, they would read books on magic and unchain their friends. <laughs> That's out of the box thinking right there, I'll tell you that. You know, like I want to test them for gifted and autism that day. That's <laughs> what I wanted to do. But that's not how slavery works. I just want you guys to know that's not how it works. Like, uh, but as a kid, you can't tell a kid he's wrong. It'll, like, traumatize him, right? And in Florida, he might shoot me. So, <laughs> so I go, Damon, you got a point. If slaves knew magic, uh, we wouldn't have Harriet Tubman. We'd have Harriet Potter Tubman. That's what we'd have. Literally, this is the thing. I forget. Like, teachers are influential. The next day, he came to school dressed as Harriet Potter Tubman. He was on the playground. He went up to a white kid. For my next trick, I will make this white devil disappear. It was wild. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you brought a saw? What the fuck? Why'd you bring a saw to school? Why'd you bring a fucking saw? The Three Stooges cartoon? And then on top of that, I'm like, yo, you can't be bringing a saw to school. So I put him in uh, in-school suspension, in suspension, right? Pissed off at me. He turns around at me, pulls out a wand. He goes, Osio emancipation-o. I'm like, what? He's like, I'm trying to free all the niggas in uh, ISS. That's what we're trying to do. All right. Okay. I'm a nigga. I can say nigga. All right. Um, <laughs> you guys are fine. Uh, I'm broke. Anyone else broke in here? Yeah, there we go. There we go. Yeah, I'm, I'm super broke. I uh, I just finished, like, having a roommate. I had a r I'm 33. I, I finally got my own place. Uh, and it's it's wild. Like, I, I my last roommate was an aspiring Yes. On the lease agreement for her salary, she wrote 50K. Is that how much money you have? Like, no, just how many followers are you? Exactly. What a broke bitch. Um, put money on there. Um, I see a light. Is that the light? I see, like, a light. No, we're good. Okay. Oh, it's traffic. It's traffic. Someone's putting their brights on me. Get off the stage. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, it was wild. Like, you know, uh, you always have these weird roommate situations. And she was, like, a nice lady. She was going to school for nursing. It was pretty typical in Florida. But she'd, like, be freaking out over her Instagram. Like, ruled her life. I'm in the kitchen one day, right? And uh, I'm, I'm making food. I'm deep frying an octopus. And she comes in, and she freaks out. Like, Chris, oh, my God, I lost one follower. What the fuck? Oh, my God. I'm like, Katie, this is what happens when you don't do the dishes, Okay. All right? You're worried about posts? How about you read the post-it notes I'm putting on your fucking bathroom mirror, all right? It's called social engagement. Yeah. A lot of my guy friends, they're like, they wanna they, they're like, Chris, you got to have sex with Katie O'Donnell. She's hot. You guys you cook dinner for her. Like, you're very nice to her. You're, you know, she's eventually going to bang you. We have very clear boundaries. Katie has sex with other men. I vacuum my room for two hours. Very... Clear boundaries. 
No, someone said, aw. Someone was. <laughs> you don't get no pity pussy? You don't even no pity pussy? Even I give, I'll give you pity pussy after the show. That's what I'll do. All right, hopefully that was uh, you. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> it was me with the unibrow and the one ear higher than the other. Um, <laughs> all the women are beautiful. Anyway, um, but this is a cool thing, though. The great thing, thank you, is uh, we, I, I get something cool out of it. It sounds sad, but the cool thing is anytime she has sex with a guy, and he leaves stuff at the party, keep the stuff. Yes. I have two new outfits and eight phone chargers. If you're like, Chris, what are you wearing today? I'm wearing the Nick from Taco Tuesday collection. That's what I'm wearing. And after the show, I'm selling merch. I'm selling eight phone chargers. So hit me up. My name's Chris Sanders. Thanks for your time. Get up your host, Alex. I love San Francisco. Keep clapping for Chris Sanders, everybody. Holy cow. That was a blast all the way from Florida. Your next pack, your next. I can't talk. I boy, I haven't even had a drink yet, and I'm already stumbling and uh, unable to speak. Uh, cool. Uh, great. Uh, I'm just having a neurological breakdown. That's what's happening. Uh, <laughs> uh, your next act, everybody. Uh, here, uh, another San Francisco, uh, another San Franciscan. Please make some noise for James Yukawa, everybody. Clap real loud for James Yukawa. Yo, give it up for Alex. Alex, all the way from Montana. Holy shit. He has not stepped in human shit yet, you know? Not yet, but soon that'll happen. But I'm actually, yeah, no, I'm actually not from San Francisco. I live in Oakland, you know, Oakland, yeah, Oakland native across the East Bay. Oaklanders, come on, yeah, yeah, East Bay, fuck yeah. But yeah, um, I'm like most comics, I'm single right now. I'm on these dating apps, you know, and I feel like Tinder sort of become like a sneak preview for Every other account is sort of like winky face emoji, water drop emoji, water drop emoji, water drop emoji, peach emoji. Like, I am in my OnlyFans. I'm half that. Add me on Instagram. You know, like, I'm a wholesome Christian dude. I support sex workers, but I can't be swiping on ass and titties on BART during my morning commute. No. It's way too much stimulation. I haven't had my morning coffee yet. Jesus Christ. No. But honestly, though, I feel like um, I'm personally Team Hinge. Team Hinge, anybody here on Hinge? Okay, hell yeah, everyone else, except for you, everyone else is in a wonderful relationship, I guess. Holy shit, yeah, Team Hinge. But I feel like people on Hinge are actually real people because they have job titles for jobs I've never heard of. It's like public policy manager for like a nonprofit, systems analyst, you know, things you got to work with like a Microsoft spreadsheet. And I feel like people on Tinder, it's just like their bio is just sort of like airplane emoji, NYC, LA, Dubai. I'm like, what are you doing in Dubai? You don't look like you work in the oil industry, girl. It's a very strange flight itinerary. Hmm. And it's just like an online content creator. I'm like, what is this online content you're creating? Let's, let me research about this. But honestly, though, like, uh, I matched with a girl on Hinge who was down for pegging. Does anybody know what pegging is? Oh, hell yeah, this is my audience. Yeah. Holy shit, normally it's like the Zoomers who are like, oh, I know all about pegging. And like, oh, you know, millenn- oh, what is it? I can inform you about that. You know, pegging is when a woman wears a strap-on dildo and fucks the dude. I'm open to new things. You know, yes. I'll, I'll take whatever I can get. And I thought it'd be really romantic. You know, we go to the sex shop together as a couple, the first date. I'm like, oh, yeah, so... I like that one. It's very sensible and modest. It could fit in your tiny little handbag. That's the one I would want to choose. 
no, like, she DM'd me, and she already had one on deck. I'm like, whoa, whoa. But I thought that was really weird that she only had one. Because I thought if she was down for this pegging lifestyle, like, you walk into her apartment, and they're just, like, hanging on the wall, you know? Like, you know how, like, John Wick, he has, like, a wall of guns, like, a whole arsenal of guns? Like, he's got that big-ass grenade launcher, the medium-sized assault rifle, and the tiny little pistol. It gets the job done. It has a great personality. Sometimes John Wick doesn't always need that big-ass grenade launcher. The tiny little pistol works out, you know? Because this is my first time getting pegged. I don't want the ass blaster 9000. I don't want the tiny little guy. I want maybe two knuckles deep. Maybe, at the most. You know, it's like, a, it's, it's her strap. It's her choice. I am very pro-choice. Except for when it comes to my asshole. You know? I want to have some bargaining chips here. I want to talk about the, pol like the politics of pegging. I want to have some say in this. You know? Also, I feel like she only has one peg. She probably pegged other dudes with that peg, you know? She probably has notches on the side of her bedpost. How many asses she's pegged? It's like, this is the ninth ass I've claimed. But the first Asian one, yes. Hmm. But I mean, uh, yeah, I guess I'll take an informal poll. Like, guys, have you ever thought about getting like, pegged? Guys here, thought about getting pegged? Okay, some honest men in here. Fucking, eh, hell yeah, it's 2022, you know? You know, I mean, honestly, you guys, like, we're going to get a prostate exam. Might as well get a nut out of it. It's going to happen sooner or later. Fuck. It's inevitable. But, yeah, what else? You know, uh, I'm like, any baseball fans in here? Baseball fans? Yeah, I like talking to baseball fans because, like, talking to them makes me feel less autistic. You know? They always have some, like, they're always, like, really, like, into, like, saber metrics. Always have some obscure fact. Like a couple weeks ago, I was at an A's game, and one of the guys was just like, uh, 2003, Barry Zito almost pitched a perfect game against the Kansas City Royals in a wild card matchup. I'm like, holy shit, Greg, how'd you know this fact? You don't even know your own girlfriend's zodiac sign. Jesus Christ, we had our priorities straightened out, man. But honestly, uh, baseball is the only sport that has something called a perfect game where absolutely nothing fucking happens. 27 up, 27 down. This really this is a really high stake game of catch between two dudes. No hit home runs, no dingers, nothing. And all my baseball homies are like, oh my god, James, you wouldn't understand the nuances. Like, you know what? I don't watch sports for nuance, man. I listen to a podcast if I want some nuance in my life. And all my baseball homies are just like, oh my god, this is so nuanced. And I'm like, this sounds like some very spectrum behavior. Oh no, you guys are all just jerking off the stats right now. But yeah, what else? What else do I have? Fuck, wait, how much do I have right now, Alex? Minute and a half left? I talked about pegging. Talked about baseball fans being autistic. You know what? I feel like, yeah, my YouTube algorithm is getting way too good because I've been getting ads for BetterHelp, Remote Therapy. Yeah, and other ads, it's just sort of like seven signs you may be autistic. I'm like, holy shit, YouTube, what are you trying to tell me right now? Am I depressed and autistic, or am I depressed because I am autistic? Like, is it a bundle deal, or can I have one without the other, you know? Because I'm clearly not getting ads for, like, Joe Rogan meat sticks, you know, or, like, Planet Fitness. No. Like, YouTube looks at my fucking search history. is like, well, you watch anime. And ASMR videos are rugs being deep cleaned. You're probably on the spectrum, my guy. You know, like, this sounds very spectrum behavior. 
Yeah. And I'm like, YouTube, you know me so well. And it'd be really weird, though, if I, like, came out to my parents. I'm actually 32. I look really young. It's the Asian, you know? But, yeah, it'd be really weird if I came to my parents, like, immigrant parents, and I'm like, you know what? Uh, I may be autistic, you know? And they're like, autism, what? Uh, autist, autist, uh, gay? I'm like, no, wait. We had this conversation back in high school. This is something completely different. But they'd just be like, 